Hello, welcome everyone. It's Paul and I, and we're back talking sports. It's late, oh, March first, twenty twenty-two. We are into March. Yes, we are. I'm Jason. That's Polly. How's it going, guys? And it's another week. Tell us what happened, Polly. All right. So, uh, breaking news of the day after about 22 hours of negotiations the last two days. Uh, no surprise whatsoever. Baseball still can't figure out their shit. And we are still in a lockout. And uh, Rob Manford announced uh, four o'clock today. The first two series, at the very least, of the season are wiped off the schedule. Uh, two parties are going to, or maybe not, continue to negotiate. Uh, players are not giving in on this. I don't think... I. The owners aren't dumb, so they knew the, the players weren't going to give up easily on this. This fight has been coming... Like we touched on for before for basically 25 years, but uh, opening days wiped off and baseball is TBD at this point. So, well, I'm fine with it. I've baseball's got a lot of problems, and this is just one of many. I the the whole league needs a revamp. I don't I'm I don't watch enough baseball really to know what exactly it needs but it needs something. I mean it's it's like uh you don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of people who are just baseball fans, right? Like there's a lot of people who aren't sports fans necessarily or maybe it's just the area but, you know, people who are Packer fans that just don't follow other sports or people who are Badger fans who don't follow professional sports. Like, I see that kind of stuff, but I don't really ever run into people who are just Brewers fans and don't really follow any other stuff like that. I don't, I don't see that a lot. And I, I think that I don't know if that's simply because of the area we're in in Wisconsin here. Or if that's perhaps indicative of a bigger problem with the sport. Oh, I I hadn't thought of that point before, and you kind of threw me for a loop there for for a second. But baseball is very localized at this point. To to part of your point, uh, your larger point about baseball be fans being overall sports fans, I hadn't really thought of, but it makes a lot of sense. Big issue is to me, product on the field is just not fun to watch. Mm. There's when you're at bat, it's either going to be a strikeout, ground out, or home run because of the way analytics are used and because teams uh, apply the shift. So they basically know where the ball is going to go if it's on the ground. It's just not a fun sport to watch. And I love baseball. I really do. I love watching it. 
right now, it's just not a great product to watch. That's the CBA is only part of the issue. Once they figure that out, they have to figure out how to make the game more entertaining because younger baseball's you losing their audience. Younger fans are not watching games. There's a lot baseball has to figure out. I agree. One one other thing that's always kind of hooked in my craw, and I don't know how serious of an issue or even if this is something baseball really should even look at as an issue, but if they're trying to pull in a younger crowd, right? One of the things that young people like is stuff that looks cool, right? And the the NFL, I think has always done a good job and the NBA especially in recent years they've done a good job of keeping their aesthetic uh you know uh something that's cool quote unquote and try to at least be modern and you know like when the Seahawks came in with all that uh crazy bright green nonsense you know that was the hot thing a few years ago like they they're they i don't see the base i don't see baseball doing that at all they've had they're basically wearing the same uniform style they have been for the last since the 60s or since before that since they started wearing button-ups and i i don't know like i said i don't know how serious of a thing this is but it's always something that always kind of like bothered me like they, the the baseball uniforms kind of dorky. Yeah, I I I tend to agree with that. I don't know if there's a lot you can do about that aspect of it. I would like to see maybe something they could try out is, oh, in football you have one week a year where you have an alternate uniform. Maybe have a series. Once or twice a year where you have an alternate uniform. Well, they, something like that. They do it. They do. Well, and, and honestly, actually, I kind of need to use this to amend my point. Like maybe take a little bit of that back is one thing that baseball has done really well. Traditionally is throwbacks because the uniform style hasn't changed in a bajillion years. They can just slap the old, you know, they can like, oh, just stitch that shirt in like a off-white, use the old Brooklyn logo, and boom, you've got throwback jersey. It's literally that easy. Um, so they don't, there's not a lot of conversion. Like in the NFL, depending on how far back you're trying to throw back, like look at those Broncos, those brown and yellow Broncos uniforms. They're beautiful in their own way but they're trying to replicate like leather helmets and stuff and it just doesn't work whereas baseball you can do that you can use a 1920s style uniform make it look like the 1920s and it doesn't necessarily look ridiculous compared to what they're already wearing Uh, so for throwbacks they've always done a good job of that but like I, i wonder if there isn't some way to modern up modernize the uniform the kit somehow uh, just to make it look cooler i don't know they are going to be once hopefully the cba is finally signed players already have agreed 
to allow uh, advertisements on the uniform. Oh, I do not. I do not like that. I don't think it should be allowed. I, I think it's. I guess it makes more sense in European soccer where everyone has an advertisement on a uniform. Sure. I don't like that with the major four professional sports in the in North America, I guess. No, everything's already so commercialized here. It's just like there's part of me like so like part of me is just like, yeah, we commercialize everything. That's how, that's the way we do money. But the, there's also a part of me that's like, come on, can we just keep one thing, like, free of that? Just, just, just can't even keep the uniforms on the players I'm watching. That said, one hundred percent agree with you. The NBA, the way they've implemented it with the little, like, I don't even know what you'd call that, the little lapel patch or whatever. Sure, it's yeah, fine. I mean, it's it's not intrusive the little Harley Davidson loco or whatever they had on the uniforms for the bucks. It, it was fine. It wasn't in the way. If they want to do that, make a little extra money. Fine. You know? Oh, I 100% agree to your point there. Um, like you said, the NBA uniforms, it's not atrocious. It's, Mm-mm. it's a little patch rest of the uniform is fine um yeah it's, so as baseball, long as they don't make them start looking like a nascar with like the tiny little ads over here and then they get the bigger ad space on the back you know as long as they don't start God. doing that craziness I, i'm okay with it it's probably coming though i'd prefer we didn't actually have <laughs> that as a thing but it's a thing so whatever yeah all right um yeah, so baseball's got still got some stuff to figure out. Uh, we will let you know when baseball returns. Uh, yeah, baseball's still on hold. So uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on before we get to our uh, NBA preview or view, I guess, of the season, we haven't really touched, been able to touch on basketball a whole lot, uh, is. All six of the top teams in college basketball lost on Saturday. Also, number nine, Texas Tech went down. So there were seven top teams that all lost on the same day. First time it has ever happened in the history of college basketball. It was a crazy day because all six top teams lost. uh, The standings or the Top 25 didn't really change much. Duke made it up to three. Uh, Taylor is at number four. Gonzaga stays at one. Arizona stays at two. A crazy, crazy Saturday in college basketball. A early preview of hopefully an awesome tournament that starts in a couple weeks. My favorite time of the year. Uh, anything you want to touch on there? Well, it's funny you said how like so so much happened that nothing really changed. It it was one of those things like if a few teams in the top ten lose, like a bunch of stuff starts to shift around, right? But when like they all lose like that, like what are you gonna do? 
take the 11 through 20 and put him in the top 10? No, of course not. <laughs> you know, there's, there's really not going to be much that happens. It's more like it just gives a little catching up room for the rest of the pack, but it doesn't actually change the standings too much. It's funny how that works. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, so we'll have more of a uh, college basketball preview for you next week. And conference tournaments are just starting. Some of the smaller conferences, their tournaments are this week. But uh, the final regular season day is Sunday. Uh, we'll touch on a couple of the big games going on tonight. After we do, uh, you want to set us up here, Jason? For the big post-All-Star break NBA preview review. That would be the one. Yep. All right, so we are going to start in the West uh, because the West is a little more set up. East is very intriguing right mm. now. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, so we have, we're just going to go through the top uh, rank or the top teams that are still in playoff contention. Suns at number one, 49 and 12. Warriors at two, 43 and 18. Grizzlies 43 and 20 and four and three. Jazz 38 and 22. Uh, Mavericks 36 25. Nuggets 36 25. The Timberwolves 33 and 29. Clippers 32 and 31. Lakers 27 and 33. Pelicans, 25 oh, the, and 36. The, that you're listing those guys as in contention is very, very generous of you. Well, these are the top 10. I'm talking about, I'm just, who's going to make the playoffs? I'm sorry. To, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I'm like, wow, oh, yeah, he didn't yeah, stop that after. Would, that would have been, been a totally different conversation. I'm like, you're like, oh, you Lakers. But I'm like, oh, really? That's nice of you. <laughs> Um, so those are the top 10, uh, teams that are still could get into the, uh, in tournament blazers, 25 and 36 spurs at 24 and 38 Kings at 23 and 40, uh, long shots, but, um, all right. So now that you mentioned it, uh, contenders, so the Suns, warriors, grizzlies, jazz, Mavs and Nuggets would have as the only teams I can see making the finals. Uh, T-Wolves, the younger team, having a great season. I don't see them making it. They could win a round. I, I could see that. Well, you think they're, they're going to beat the, the Warriors? If they're going to play the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Um, yeah, so... Those are the six that I think that can make the finals if things go right. Uh, any thoughts? Well, I wouldn't. That? I don't know about, you know, the Nuggets are kind of messing me up this year. And I wonder because I was just reading something. I forget who it was from. Uh, but it was saying that the Nuggets, like their attendance is just awful. And I wonder, like if that's not affecting them at some point 
you know, or to some degree. It's 13 games out for the Nuggets with the one of the, you know, arguably best player in the league. Just one MVP. It just kind of throws me off a little bit. Jamal Murray uh, is not back yet, but he, I believe he's going to be back for the playoffs. So that has kind of hindered them uh, this year. But uh, yeah, Jokic playing at a very strong MVP again like level. I agree with you. I think the Nuggets are going to be hard pressed. Uh, Suns are just on a uh, revenge tour from the finals last year. They were 49 and 10. They've lost two in a row after CP3 went out. They'll be back for the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be caught for the one seed. But Suns were rolling, and now that they have to bring CP3 back from injury, if he's there for the there for the start of the playoffs, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, and as far as the one seed. The Warriors and the Grizzlies are the only teams really close enough to catch them, and I don't see – like, the Warriors are the only one I think that could. I mean, the Grizzlies are fine, but I don't know that they make up seven games on the Suns by the end of the season. No, I, I agree with that. I think the Warriors could, be, could do it. I don't see it happening. You mentioned the Grizzlies. John Morant has yeah. been on just absolute fire this year. He's putting up highlights upon highlights this year. That they're a young team, they're talented. I think they could make the conference finals at the very least. I still think it's going to be the Suns Warriors, but I think the Grizzlies could take down the Warriors in the second round. Uh, I mean, maybe. What, I also I think, think the Nuggets. No, but... I also think the Nuggets could beat the Grizzlies in the first round. If you know, looking at it, if the matchups stay the way they are now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Grizzlies are good, but so I mean, the it's like the Grizzlies are outperforming a little bit and the nuggets are underperforming a little bit. So, uh, I mean, playoff time, the nuggets have been there a couple years now. The Grizzlies were there last year and they had a good run, but it, you know, John, not trying to take anything away from them. They're, they're good, but I, you know how experience can win these things in a seven game series. Oh, absolutely. And actually looking, if it stays the way it is right now, Nuggets Grizzlies uh series is on paper probably my favorite. If yeah. Every, again, if everything holds right now. Uh do you want to talk about the two LA teams at all or the dumpster I mean, fire that the Lakers are? The Clippers are 18 games out of first and sitting in eighth place. The Lakers are sitting at ninth, 21 and a half games out of first three and a half out of the playoff or out of the eighth seed. I didn't, 
honestly, I I'm a little surprised by how bad the Lakers are doing. I didn't think they'd be good, but I didn't think they'd be under 500. No, and I agree with you. I thought the way they assembled their team this year, basically giving up any young talent that they had to bring in Westbrook, which both of us agree agree that was a mistake mm-hmm. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And aired. I mean, we, we could be GMs, have... Wally. It could be us. <laughs> if we were GMs of G, if we were GM of the Lakers they'd be better right now because we would have been like, don't sign that guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> And because of the Westbrook trade, they had to bring in motley crew of aging veterans. Mm. That clearly is not working out. Anthony Davis has, is injured again. Bron is still LeBron, not peak LeBron, but he's still a, Extremely talented basketball player, but he has shown signs of fatigue. Yeah, he's again, not, Westbrook, it's not like he's getting any better, right? Yeah. Again, Westbrook is shown. Is he done in the league? Like, I I know he's going to play, but. He's still keep playing until he can't do triple doubles anymore. But his, I think his. After this, his chances of like being a featured player on a team. I mean, I get he'll be featured player on Sacramento while they win 15 games a year. Sure. Like sure. that's that's where he's going to end up. He's going to be scoring 40 points a game in some. Let's see. Let's look in Houston. He's going to go back to Houston, win 15 games a year. Hell, he'll go back to Oklahoma City. That's what'll happen. It'll no, be Oklahoma him. Oklahoma City's not gonna let him back on the team. Not with the war chest that of draft picks that they have. That's you know, well, I'm just saying, like Yeah, I, I know. I'm just saying. looking at the bottom of the barrel in the West and being like, Yeah, just he's gonna end up on one of those teams. The the Pistons? Yeah, there you go. Yep. He's gonna and he's gonna go. He's going to score 35 to 45 every time he plays Milwaukee while the Pistons lose by 30. And that's what's going to his, be the rest of his career. He's, he's going to screw up any progress uh, Cade Cunningham's going to have. So there's that. Yeah. That's oh, just man. how his career is going to go. Or, I mean, I don't know how much of it is left, but you're right. I mean, it's like. I mean, I say that because I've seen it happen. We've all seen it happen so many times with any number of players. But I wonder if if he's one of those guys, because he's such a good scorer. Like, do you sign him? Like, every time... One person tells you you got a tail, you know, whatever. Ten people tell you you have a tail, you better check. Like... This guy goes out and oh, he's so talented. He scores, but they're he's ne- you know his teams never get anywhere. Where yeah. will G- will teams and organizations be like, sorry, bro? But no, <laughs> like we can't sign you because we don't need a guy who can score forty a game while we lose. We don't need a guy to do that. Well, and to your point, there it. Again, not knowing the guy, but 
he doesn't really seem like the kind of team that could take a younger player under his wing. I mean, you don't really want to learn the nuances that Westbrook plays with, do you? No. No. So, I mean, do you, unless you want another Westbrook, do you? I wouldn't. No, I don't think so either. I mean, we all, it was like a weird experiment that, like, some kind of weird sports social experiment where it's like, look at this guy. He's an amazing scorer. And everybody's like, he's the best player in the league. While, I don't know. It's it boggles my mind. I and I it's a failed experiment. We shouldn't do it again. We just need we need facilitator point guards. We don't need scoring point guards. Don't need them. Uh 100% agree. Um all right. Enough bashing on Russell Westbrook. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Um, any any other uh storylines you have for the West before we move on? I mean, not not really it's kind of it's just there's it seems pretty well in place i don't know how much movement there will be i'm a little yeah, surprised I, the pelicans are actually in 10th like that after Zion, is a little surprising season, yeah. yeah and i mean i knew the blazers were gonna fall off but whoo wee they fell off yeah do you do you think uh, Damian Lillard is on the Blazers next year? Uh, probably. I don't think so. No, but I I wasn't sure he'd be on the team this year either. And here they get rid of McCollum and they keep Lillard. I'm like, come on, seriously? It's almost like they're trolling the guy. It does seem like it, and the the irony is he is such a loyal guy to that city. Mm. And the team has just done him wrong. That's the way it looks from where I'm standing, but who knows? Maybe he's just like, I don't want to leave. You can get rid of everybody else to make cap space. I don't want to go anywhere. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Um, yeah, so that was the West for you. We are now going to move on to the East, which is has way more potential for movement. Uh, we got the Heat sitting at number one, 41 and 21. Bulls at 39 and 23. Sixers at 37 and 23. Uh, Bucks at 37 and 25. Cavs at 36 and 25. Celtics, 36 and 27. The Raptors, 33 and 27. Nets 32 and 30, Hawks 29 and 31, Hornets at, are sitting at 10 at 30 and 33, and then the two teams sitting outside the playoffs right now that could potentially bounce Wizards at 27 and 33, and the Knicks at 25 and 36. Included those two just because I wanted two more teams in there, but I don't see either of those teams making up a three-game deficit to the Hornets. So I think our playoff teams are pretty well set. The movement on top is definitely something to watch for. 
I think the Heat are going to hold on to the number one spot. I say that with a lot less confidence than I did with the Suns. I mean, really, there's four games separating the Heat from the Celtics at six. So a lot of things could happen. Uh, Initial thoughts after hearing the uh, standings there. Well, the the Heat are nine out of their last. They've won nine out of the last ten, so they are hot, hot, hot right now, which is what put what's put them in first. I think the bill the Bulls were up earlier. Um, Bulls were for a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, um, Sixers. I mean, they're only three games out, and if the James Harden experiment works out. I could see them off to a roaring start Mm. so far. I mean, yeah, I could see them making some moves. The Bulls, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to make of the Bulls. Um, Demar Derozan, unfortunately, has never really played much in our part of the country, so I haven't actually seen him play a ton. So, and he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, so I don't know what to expect out of him, like, on a good team in a playoff run. I don't think anybody's seen him in that situation. I don't know. I mean, they're looking good, but ah, the Heat, though, I'm surprised. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be. I had my doubts about them earlier this year. With I've not never been a real big Kyle Lowry fan, but obviously they're making it work. Not out of the last ten, that's nuts. Um, further down, Cavs keeping it steady, right middle of the pack, kind of right where they belong, right. And then the Celtics kind of making that those uh, moves they made at the trade deficit look pretty damn good. One eight other the eight out of their last 10 and moving up from like sketchy playoff team into the middle of the pack, which is interesting. If they, if they keep moving up that that's that top uh, four or five teams, you know, the home home court advantage for the playoffs is going to get real interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, To me, I guess the, Cavs are kind of the surprise team in that group. I guess the Raptors to an extent too, just because you haven't really heard a lot about the Raptors this mm. year. Mm-hmm. When I saw them at seven, I was kind of taken aback actually. Well, and they were really bad last year too. Yes. So it wasn't, um, it was easy to just be like, oh, Raptors, okay. I guess the, the Nuts sitting there at number eight still a scary team you haven't Durant hasn't played since mid-January Irie can still only play half the half the games or road games I guess <laughs> uh, we still haven't seen Ben Simmons still working up his conditioning so I don't know what that means was he not even ready for get into a playoff game or a game Right. And with it the kind of sounds like it, but right. And with the Nets, too, like it's hard to say how much they want to climb up this ladder. Like, if they can just squeeze in 
you know, make the play in tournament as every as Simmons is finding his stride and as Durant's starting to get healthy, like uh, they could they could they could go to Miami and just beat them in six games. Absolutely, you know they that could, could totally happen. So That's... I I think it's within their best interests to kind of stay nine games out and just stay right where they are. Play that extra couple of games in the play in tournament or however they work it. And because you, you, you know, a, a Nets team that's working even without James Harden is going to beat the Wizards. It, yes. It's not going to be a problem for them. They, they, so it's, yeah, that'll be interesting. That will be very, very interesting come playoff time. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I guess, uh, we'll touch on my bucks for a second. Uh, steady, uh, sitting at the four seed, they would play the Cavs if it holds steady right now. Um, I guess personally, I would not be too, scared about that series uh they still have a great record when all three of the big three is have played i think they're something like 20 and 7 i believe off the top of my head and the three of them have played together so a little bit of a down season but again the east is so strong this year mm-hmm do you remember the last time the East has been stronger than the West? I can't really. I'm I'm not going to say that it is right now, but I will say that this is the first time where both conferences, their top eight teams, were all above 500. I haven't seen that in a really long time. No, that hasn't happened in a long time. And speaking, and on that same note, the nine and ten seeds in each conference are both under five hundred. We do not need a play-in tournament for these stupid tournaments. <laughs> we only need we barely need eight teams in each conference. It's only just because it's the roundest number, unless we're gonna give like super buys to teams, which in the NBA, because we use series, it's that's, it wouldn't no, that's work. so dumb. So you have to oh. use eight teams, but there's only 30 teams in the league. And 20 of them are in this playoffs in this in the playoffs due to this new system and that's stupid. Two thirds of your team of your teams in the in your league should not make your postseason. That's ridiculous. I I tend to agree. Uh again, going back to baseball, they're gonna have 14 teams Ugh. in the playoffs. It was Yeah, because baseball's it? got enough problems. What do people want? More baseball. There's 162 games, and the reason that yeah, that's why baseball's struggling because there's not enough of it. Let's just add another month of baseball to the calendar. Let's just do it. Ugh. Uh, all right, back Sorry. to basketball. Um, <laughs> oh, I I started that rant, but um, yeah, so I don't really know. If, do you do you have a favorite for? Coming out of the East? I really don't. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question because, like, two of these eight top 18s, the Cavs and the Bulls, you don't know. I don't know what to expect. I I want to say the Bulls, but 
none of those dudes have played deep into the playoffs. Like none of them. So I wasn't can't de- trust wasn't that. Wasn't Demar Derozan on that uh, Raptors team that won a few years ago? No, Am he I... was on the Spurs by that point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they, that's I think right. getting rid of Demar Derozan is how they got the pieces to get make that championship run. Actually, uh, but uh, no, I just lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah. So the the Bulls, I want to say them because they look like the most consistent team. I kind of want to say the Heat because they are really hot right now, and Jimmy Butler is amazing. But I think I'm going to go with the Bucks because I think out of those eight, these eight teams, I think the Bucks have the best roster. They and they won last year. If, if they can just keep it going if they make it to the playoffs get some momentum and they have to play the Cavs that's scary but once you get through that it's just last year over again and you just got to make sure you keep winning your games all right hey I don't know if I was gonna go there but I I think I will agree with you for the simple fact that they've proven they've they did it last year team is minus a couple pieces essentially the same and i just think the east playoffs are going to be a bloodbath and they're going to be a lot of fun to watch Mm -hmm. uh the west i think the suns and warriors i think are probably going to vie for i am the championship game again the the Jazz are sitting there, but it's one of those that you said about the Bucks last year. Show it to me, and then I'll believe that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Jazz um, would have to go through the Suns, not the Warriors. And I think yes. that's an important distinction. Um, the Jazz could... Ah. Uh, I don't know if they could get through either one of those teams. Like just the way they played last year, especially during the regular season, like I feel like they could beat anybody, but I I mean, assuming full strength, I think they actually have a better chance of beating the Suns than the Warriors. The Warriors, man, once they get there, (laughs) they're still trying to like get their momentum and, and, and they're 43 and 18. Like, that's stupid. They're going to be... I, I say it's going to be Bucks Warriors. That's what I'm going with. I like it. I And I hate to say this, make the same pick as you. Aww. <laughs> uh, I'll go... Well, I'll I mean, think Bucks. about it. I get it. I get why you want to do it. It's. I mean, just even looking at the numbers, the Warriors... Are have less than twenty losses and there's still six games out, which says something about the Suns. But man, Clay Thompson, uh, I know. I just... he's, he's a game. He's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, I will do. I'm gonna go Bucks Suns rematch just to be different from you. Oh, 
that all right with you? <laughs> oh, hey, you pick, you make your pick, man. You know, I'm just uh, I'm just gonna give you a hard time. If you heart, pick the I same do, thing, I do know? agree with you. I think it's gonna be the Bucks Warriors, but I'll go I'll go Suns just just to be different. And again, this is we got about 20 games left in the regular season, which is crazy. How fast this the season goes by. So yeah, I again I think the East playoffs are just going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, I I get it. Yeah, the the West looks a lot more ironed out than the East for sure. Um. Yeah. So, anything uh, to add before we move on to a few what to watches for this week? No, that's it. That was a pretty good rundown. Kind of covered the whole deal. Yeah, and so those are the standings again with approximately 18 to 20 games left in the regular season. Uh, We'll be back uh, probably a couple weeks from now to uh, follow up. Again, we have our uh, we're going to have our college basketball preview for for you guys next week. And then basically we're going to fly in the seat of our pants after that because football's not dominating our conversation anymore. So mm-hmm. we're not going to have baseball, it doesn't sound like. So there's going to be a lot of basketball for you guys uh, in the near future. So um, one huge game to watch for tonight. Uh, the uh, Badgers can basically wrap up the regular season. Uh, title play Nebraska on Sunday, assuming they're going to win that game. They win tonight against Purdue in Madison. Uh, they will be the uh, sole uh, conference championship champions. Win tonight, they wrap up at least a uh, share of it. Again, shouldn't say this out loud. I don't want to jinx the Badgers, but should beat Nebraska on Sunday, <laughs> would think. So, uh, Bucks or Badgers having a fantastic season. Uh, and then, uh, basketball, uh, regular or NBA season continues. Uh, and then Saturday, uh, is Coach K's last uh, home game. Of course, it's against North Carolina. Uh, I believe tickets are up to about six thousand dollars a piece. If you guys got the oh, money that's to... cheap. That's yeah. cheap. No, for real. I remember a couple oh, yeah. years ago that I was actually looking. There's ten grand for them bad boys. And I I haven't seen it in a few weeks. Um, actually, let's see if we can look this up quick. <laughs> Oh yeah, average price according to uh the spun says on StubHub looks about fifty four hundred bucks for the average price okay. for a ticket. So yeah, not. I mean, well, I, I mean, this. I, would... I think when I was looking, it was like a one versus two kind of like this was back when like this was a handful of years ago when they were both really high end. Like they I were gotcha. both like top five teams or something, but this this being Coach K's last game, you'd think it would be even more, you know. I I, w- I would have thought they'd be a lot more, and 
I first looked them up when they went on sale. Uh, our friend Nikki is a huge uh, Duke fan. And she was looking up prices, and they were right about 5500 So they haven't really uh, changed a whole lot. Yeah, and this is from yesterday. Okay. I'm seeing upper baseline for about three grand. So, anyway, uh, yeah, enough of a rant about uh, Duke <laughs> tickets. Uh, if you want to go, it's going to be costly. If you want to uh, say goodbye to Coach K, but I'll be watching it from uh, my television and having fun. And again, one of the best rivalries in all of sports. Coach K's last game gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch I think so yeah yeah there'll be okay. all sorts of extra broadcast time for speeches and interviews and the two and a half hour game will be a four hour broadcast it'll be great oh yes uh any anything else you got for us to watch for this week no specifically, Jason? not specifically just all that top 25 basketball and getting into the playoffs while and getting into the NBA playoffs while these guys are jockeying position. All right. Um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Uh, Jason, you want to sign us off? Yeah, it's been a good one. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We love you. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys.